2: and founder of LA Street Art Gallery. James Chen of Get! I see the
1: girls dressed in summer flow. Podcast, Episode 188. What's going on, bro? Oof, I'm I'm a little uh I'm a little out of it right now. I got my um second uh booster shot yesterday. Oh man it's really going around huh well you know this monkey pox shit thing that's going around now they're saying that uh you know <laughs> it, it kind of helps helps with that so um and plus uh my son actually has covid now so oh my
0: god yeah
1: um monday monday he comes uh you know downstairs and he's like uh yeah my uh my head kind of hurts you know and I, it kind of hurts when i swallow and i'm like so we gave him the, one of our COVID tests and man, ding, ding, ding. So he, uh, he had like, you know, kind of stuffed up nose and stuff like that. And, um, but other than that, he, dude, he's fine. You know, like luckily he's not, his symptoms aren't that or whatever Uh, it's not that bad for him. And, and, and he's, uh, <laughs> he's actually really liking not having to go to school because it's automatic five days you're out. You know, and they only have one more week after that. They only have, you know, two weeks of school left, basically. You know, mm, yeah. this week and next week. And uh and now here's the funny part of it. um You know, his sister, I I uh, picked her up from school yesterday, and <laughs> she's like, you know, it just seems like Lennox, You know, he's getting like all this attention now. You know, and he gets to stay home, and I'm like, well, <laughs> sweetie, he's has COVID. You know, it's what it happens you know she's like, like don't I'm worry you know, tomorrow we're gonna we'll have a special day for you tomorrow you know take you out I mean, you really like for lunch or whatever i think what she did she probably either went in his room or got her in his room or her room or whatever and said cough in my face you know <laughs> because today today we get the call from the school um at about 12 30 or so you know we're trying to get our day going and and we're uh, we're actually moving right now um we're moving to another undisclosed location <laughs> um but uh so that put a kink in the day because they're like uh yeah your daughter is um is here in the office you know and uh she wants to go home she doesn't have any you know any symptoms or anything like that but uh you know she uh she wants to go home and they seem a little annoyed mm-hmm. so wife well, went and picked her up brought Who's her she home from <laughs> yeah right <laughs> obviously right yeah so you know we give her the test and uh comes up negative ah <laughs> so you know she's just trying to do her best to, to act like she had a <laughs> so now she has to go back to school tomorrow you know and uh she's not too happy about that <laughs> Well, dude, man, it's so I, fucked up shit, man. These little guys, man. But you know, like I can't say that, that the apple falls far from the tree. You know what I mean? When I was their age, the kind of shit I was willing to do to make myself look sick to stay home. But dude, my parents were hardcore. You had to pretty much be dying or dead before you got to stay home from school. You know? Yeah, I don't. It, I,
0: uh, you weren't Mr. Perfect Attendance. You didn't get the Perfect Attendance Award. That that was me, man. I always got the Perfect Attendance Award because if I, I mean. I don't know. I didn't really get sick that much as a kid, to be honest. And uh, you know, yeah, I didn't either. I didn't yeah. either. You know? I don't know. I didn't mind um, school until like, until maybe like middle school when there was like bullies and stuff like that. You know, I mean that, that's what Well, your yes. kids are in high school now, basically, right? So,
1: yeah, my, yeah. my kids. No, they're well, they're they in fifth grade, dude. Oh, they're so funny. And crazy. and speaking of schools, you know, I mean, good grief, <laughs> dude! Holy <laughs> shit, another fucking mass shooting. You know? Okay. It's I like didn't, I didn't want to go. You here, know but... this. Well, dude, I you, of course. Yeah, but you don't have a fucking kid, you know? Well, dude, it's that's not on your every other fucking thought like it is mine. No, I know? Didn't, it,
0: no, it is. It is because, I mean, I, of course, I don't have kids. But the thing is, like, I didn't find out about that till later. And I was just like, man, like, you know, it's all over social media and everywhere you turn. It's just like I have a I have an idea at least to help. We, we have a lot of veterans that need a lot of assistance and work and stuff like that. We should just put one ex-Marine in like every single fucking school, man. You you know what I mean? Like, like, I feel like that'll help out like the veteran problem of like not
1: having stuff Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Unfortunately, um, statistically, the more guns you throw at a problem, the more people get shot. The only way that you could throw more guns at a situation and make it better is if you throw so many fucking guns we can't even see each other that there's just a a stacked with guns you know and people can't even shoot each other because there's a gun in the way that is about the only way in my opinion you can do better by adding guns to the situation but there's other things you can use besides guns to uh to stop something that that happened today you know like there's these all kinds of these fucking gadgets that you know you shoot somebody if depending on what they could be on some fucking some kind of drugs or something like that and just have like you know adrenaline and just keep going now if you shoot them with a something that is like a um i've seen these things on youtube where it's just like a uh, a thing that wraps around them and brings them down you know and that yeah dude you know why aren't we making that's a, that's an effort that we should be working on right there is you know ways of bringing these fuckers down you know bringing them down and stopping them instead of just wounding them and hoping we kill them on their way. You let's know, talk
0: about, let's talk about that for a second, because it was in like some small ass town, like in the middle of uh, like, you know, west of San Antonio or something like that. I didn't, I didn't like read too much about it because that means like at the end of
1: the day, you know, it's just- horrible. I didn't either, dude. I haven't had to, you know, it's like, it's yeah, um, but it's all over like, the fucking place.
0: I'm just saying it's, it's like a little, little town in the middle of nowhere and uh this is happening man and it's just like i just feel it's like and it's also it's texas man like they're pretty they're pretty uh you know open about their gun laws man you know you can get a gun like once you're 18 like no
1: problem that's what the you know what man here's the thing though um you know all these lawmakers are freaking out about passing laws and shit about this you know how quickly they they Passed bills to, to protect the fucking Supreme Court justices when they had people protesting outside their houses. Oh, yeah, you I see how that. quick that shit happened? Nobody knows that, do they? That shit happened real fucking fast. So you see who's important right there.
0: Wasn't that you one know? like they didn't, they, they protected the Supreme Court justices, but because of that one judge, she got, uh, her son got, you know, they, they came up and then they attacked her and killed her son or something like that. They're not protecting like judges all. All down the line, you know what I mean? So I, I understand what you're saying. Like they kind of they can move fast if they wanted to, right? It and- can, that's
1: my point. That's my yeah. point right there.
0: Um I mean, last week yeah, we yeah. talked about abortion, right? And it's just here's like- the
1: other thing though, okay. One last thing about that, and let's let's just move off it, okay? okay Unfortunately, even if they do pass these new laws and stuff like that, dude, there's so many guns that are already out. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. There but- are still gonna be, you know, shootings like this.
0: But I mean, the you know? thing is like this guy got it legally when he was 18 from a legal arms dealer. Basically, it's like he legal, legal, him. legal. You yeah, know yeah, what? Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. The, the, like...
1: the Second Amendment is, you know, um, really kind of taken poorly. Uh, you know, it, it talks about militias. And the rights to bear arms as a part of a militia, a state sponsored militia. OK. These kids are not part of the state sponsored militia. Yeah. So the right to bear arms is not there with these big fucking oh. guns.
0: I, I dude, you, if, if anybody knows me, I'm like I don't want I it's like I understand the laws but personally I just don't want to be around guns and Well, but you see what can be done with the fucking laws when you have the
1: right, you know, money in the right places. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Is like you said. But technically point. that's, you know, um of what I've seen on the the the, the YouTube when I go down the, you know, the rabbit hole with that shit. Um, you know, that's what they're saying is that the second um Second Amendment was pretty much for you know defending yourself in the case of you know a state militia and being part of a militia, you know, is yeah. having guns of you know like automatics and shit like that.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know, man. It's you know, I wish for simpler times, man. But you know, society is super complicated right now. Let's move on, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, let me tell you. Last week we didn't have a, a show. What I did actually um i went to uh i took my parents to um santa barbara and then i uh we visited the van gogh um presentation. there was like 20 van gogh paintings there my mom was super into van gogh so mm. i was like i'm gonna uh, she wanted to go and uh, you know it's funny i went to uh, college in santa barbara and she was like you know back in the day i always had a bad memory of santa barbara because you, you know you were in college and you were partying and i was just always so worried you know what i mean so whatever i think about santa barbara i'm so sad
1: <laughs> so, i can nice- i can understand that now as a dad dude i mean seriously
2: <laughs> so
0: you nice- i think about
1: my son at, at school partying his ass i'll be like oh dude just don't fuck up just don't get too drunk don't fuck
0: up. I, yeah, I thought they were older than they are man but anyways my so i was able to like kind of like I took him down to like all the nice spots in Santa Barbara and basically relit, like refresh that memory and made it into a good one. You, you know what I mean? So anyways, it had to do with art. So I figured I was like, you know what? I should just mention it on the show. You know, sometimes there's some really cool art exhibits, maybe, you know, Take your parents out or something if you're out there listening, man. Like you know, it'll be a nice way to. Uh, now, is it um kind of,
1: like the typical Van Goghs that that you'd normally think of when you think uh, what most people normally think of when they think of a Van Gogh with like the yeah basically actually, the the bright colors with that are laid on pretty much with a palette knife or I mean because he did some ones that were just like you know kind of dark and muddy the, and.
0: It had a series of kind of like a bunch of his contemporaries along with the Van Gogh too. You know, what I mean, and the main thing that I remember took away from it is that. He had his initial sketches, the potato eaters, you know. um, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, The the initial sketch, um, and just like it kind of took you through his entire career, along with his contemporaries and things like that. And it was just a great little exhibit at the Santa Barbara Art Museum. And when I was going to um, Santa Barbara, I didn't I didn't even know that there was an art museum right there downtown. So I'm just saying, like. I didn't know there was an art museum. I just went to school there. Yeah, go figure, man. You know, you go back to places and you mature and you have different interests, right, you know? (laughs) Well, I I see our guest today uh, in in the uh, waiting room, man, and I'm just going to go ahead and let her in. It's Miss Stephanie O'Brien, and she hosts a podcast called Street Art Collector, and we wanted to go ahead and uh, bring her on today to uh, learn a little bit more about that.
3: Oh, hey,
1: welcome, Stephanie. How you doing? I'm
3: good. How are you? Awesome. Nice.
1: Are we wearing the same? No, no, we're not. Okay. I was like, are we wearing the same headset? No, you you have like a big old thing that comes down. See, my little thing is like right up here. Like, uh,
3: I can't oh. bring it down to here
1: because then it hits my mouth like that.
3: Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I would get really bad uh, like puh, puh sounds if I did that. I hate that mm, yeah, on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Not fun. Definitely,
1: <laughs> definitely. Well, um, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us today. Now, you're where are you joining us from today?
3: From Melbourne.
1: Melbourne. Oh my God. Yes. 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 Wow. That's an awesome
0: accent. We, we know Americans. We love accents, man, and we always like. You know, we have so so many people here in L.A., whenever we hear like a British accent or an Australian accent, we always think it's a British
1: accent normally. But no, Australia. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Wait,
1: wait, wait. I do have to I do have to interrupt there for a moment, uh, James, because it's weird with me, you know, several weird things about myself. But when I hear a woman with a British accent. I I don't like it so much, you know, it kind of it bothers me a little bit. It's too proper. When I hear a woman with wait, when I hear a woman with an Australian accent, I love it
2: mm. now
1: how odd is that pretty odd but they're just i can tell you that the difference in the way a british woman speaks to you feels like they're speaking down to you like in a condescending way like oh you know this that and the other you know you think of the queen and this and that but when an australian girl talks to you you know it feels like she's talking to you and with yeah. you it's, it's more, more of a friendly early.
3: we don't yeah, have friendier. the class.
1: <laughs> I like that
0: Earth, earthy anyway <laughs> so <laughs> humble I like that I like that well I have anyway. actually
3: been to uh LA and I had many uh, Uber and Lyft driver I think that I was from the UK
0: <laughs> mm. see I- I'm bad at that that's what I'm saying I-, I personally it's like hard for me to tell and I've-, I've traveled like quite a bit to the UK too and I've met a lot of Australian people you know And mm. I'm still bad about it but I've been told it's just a little bit more safari the uh, Australian accent.
3: <laughs> <Safari>. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's, good. That's, what,
0: that's what I've been told, you, you know what I mean? But, uh, okay. but anyways, let's move on from the accent talk. Yes, anyway, yes. <laughs> so I, I mean, so uh, welcome to Paint the Town podcast. Uh, Thank I'm you James, and then this is my co-host teacher, uh, well-known LA street artist. And, uh, you know, my, myself, I myself-
1: World I'm like, renowned. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I myself love your work, DJ. by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I, I have uh, a lot of appreciation for what you are embarking on with, uh, with you know your your podcast. Um, how did uh, how did that uh, how did that come up? How did you decide that uh, hey I want to start doing a podcast?
3: um it was COVID, really I before this I had a a website and I was making maps of street art I was traveling all the time I was kind of based in Europe but freelancing so I just moved everywhere like every two to four weeks and I built up this big repertoire of uh, maps that people could just download and find street art wherever they were and of course when COVID hit, there was no more travel, nothing really to put on the website. And so I thought that it would be cool to just try to talk to the artists behind the artwork.
1: Oh, definitely. Well, I can tell you one thing, Um, what COVID did for for us is um, it actually increased the number of podcasts that we were doing, you know, because it's so much easier. And, Uh you know, in, in some ways, I it's it's actually better because you know sometimes
0: I think we got teacher a little bit frozen.
1: (laughs) Or am I a little bit frozen? But then um, you know, there's uh just you know, being next to someone, being in person, there's just nothing like that, you know, because there, you know, there's that little hesitation moment or whatever, which you know it's kind of weird, you know. a lot of times on TV, when you see interviews and stuff like that, they're talking to the correspondent that's across, you know, like in, you know, wherever across the world. And there's like a, a three or four, maybe five second lapse. Mm, but yeah, it seems like on Zoom that that doesn't really happen. Yeah. Which, that definitely helps a lot.
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's nice to be able to see people face to face and get the. The little reactions in facial expressions it's unfortunate that people listening on the podcast miss it but i think that makes for really good interviews because you're like hmm, what was that And <laughs> tell me more about this little <laughs>
1: yeah i mean yes
0: for us we have the video up as well too so uh some people do watch mm-hmm. the youtube but the majority of people of course do just listen you know they're doing something yep. they're going to the gym they're they're driving to work or something like that and and we appreciate most likely
1: driving to work if they're here in los angeles (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, exactly right
0: (laughs) so wait when's the last time you came to los angeles actually
3: um it was in 2017 or No, 2016 at the end of 2016 I was actually working completely unrelated for a tech startup and I was there meeting with uh, agencies and stuff oh, yeah it was cool I've actually been there a couple of times oddly and stayed for a month each time and it just I never sort of set out to go but I just ended up there and <laughs> it's very cool to see it's such a huge city I mean it's so diverse it's almost like you have what part of
1: different- the city did you-
3: in. In. um at one point i the first time which was i think like 2013 it was culver city and then um the second time i was this is so bad because it's like the most like around venice but it wasn't venice
0: the west side um, basically, right
3: yeah yeah um and then we moved into like sort of close to um hollywood
0: nice Nice.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I got to check out a little bit.
0: So how, how I've never been to Australia Teach, have you been to Australia?
1: No, I have not. But I do have uh, some some friends that live there. And um, let's see, we got uh, Wonderlust is uh, yeah, is, is out of Australia. And um, I have a friend named Luke Barker, who um, he did uh, these amazing paintings of graffiti. On like going in alleys and on buildings and stuff like that. Um just amazing work. Um he does in a lot Australia? of uh, commission. Um yeah, he's I let's see, where's that? Uh Brisbane? Near Brisbane, oh, yeah. I think. I'm um, from Brisbane. Oh, okay. <laughs> um but yeah, uh James, I don't know if you can find Luke Barker. He's uh Yeah, I have a. I mean I have a picture. I don't know if this is the right Luke Barker, but uh is this <laughs> Is this Luke? let me see what is your buddy coming move? up? Um, can you zoom? He's, he's I think that up. is. He's holding, yes. See, yeah, you can see the painting oh. he's working on. <clears throat> um, oh, it's wow. tiny on my computer, but the yeah, painting he's working on right there is uh, one of the ones that I was talking about.
3: Shea, I see, I was showing a, a back our... alley. See, wow, um, yeah, yeah,
0: awesome. And then, um, our buddy wonderlust, who has been on the podcast recently. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Wanderlust, but let me just pull up
1: his little fox. Stuff. I would definitely recommend him for uh, for an interview. Um, yeah, yeah. His, I do uh...
3: think that I am familiar with his work.
0: Yeah, so he's also from Australia, and he was, it was crazy because he was telling us about um, the lockdown restrictions during COVID, how they were mm-hmm. so strict, how if he was running too far, jogging too far away from his apartment,
3: mm-hmm. that, you, you
0: know, the police would stop him, too, so... Uh, um, yeah.
3: So he would have been in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't here then actually. I moved just after the the lockdowns okay. came, were lifted.
1: Lucky. So where did you spend, where were you uh, before that? Brisbane or
3: no, I actually um I only moved back to Australia in Feb. And then before that, I had been living in Sweden, but we had a couple months from like September last year. I was just uh bouncing around we were kind of doing a farewell tour my boyfriend and i we have been in europe for many years and so we we're saying goodbye to everyone berlin and istanbul and spain for a little while man, before we came back
0: she's a world traveler wow. traveler like me man shit
3: <laughs> <laughs> she yeah
0: a lot of places that you know uh have you you know one of the things that me and teach started doing actually before the podcast was we would actually travel to cities and meet up with different street artists and they would collab and then do the podcast so I mean, nice. you know, we, we've been to Germany. Back
1: during the good old days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, Teach actually got up in Shanghai as well, too. You know, before now it's like, think about the Chinese people right now. They're all, like, still locked in their apartments. It's, like, insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, like I said, COVID's definitely really, really changed quite a few things. But hopefully when mm-hmm. everything opens back up, we can get back to traveling again, right, Teach?
3: Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Come down under.
0: I think do uh, a collab you know, one, down one day Definitely do that. Chief. It's a
1: long way, but
0: um...
3: <laughs> oh, um,
1: I also know. Uh, let's see, what was his name? Wass, um, Ron Wass, and uh, Nelson, Nelson Wass, um, mm. W O S S. Um, he produced the movie Red Dog. Ever heard of Red Dog? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He he uh, produced that movie. Um, he's actually uh, good friends with my uh, with my wife. I think they dated a while before her uh, before I met her. Um, but uh, his dad, Ron was, <laughs> that guy is a character. He's like mm-hmm. ninety three or ninety four or something like that, and mm-hmm. he's like super active and and you know um, uh, just way more active than a lot of sixty year olds or whatever.
0: <laughs> <Teaches> <laughs> He's his wife is a filmmaker, so I, I guess, uh, you know, I'm uh, up and he's in film as well. So now that we've mentioned all the Australian people we know,
3: you <laughs> also I, know I, Crisp, you've interviewed Crisp.
0: A crisp, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Crisp, yes, yes exactly.
3: In trying to, he and I have been talking for about a year to try to line up a time, and <laughs> we never make it work. We tried oh, to, believe last me, week if as anyone well.
1: understands that, it would be us, <laughs> yes, exactly.
3: <laughs> the want is there but,
0: <laughs> but i also wanted to mention so. some people you know since uh you know we know a lot of australian people that we just mentioned maybe i saw that you have an interview with nikki nailed it as well too. yeah He's a uh, los angeles artist too who's quite yeah elusive by the way that i, okay. I we haven't been able to try to get him on so i thought it was pretty cool that you were able to get uh, him on the show actually you know what i mean yeah so,
1: okay. do, do you know what that that reminds me um, I just saw a huge piece that he put up that is on um, let's see, it's on it's right off the 101. Um, what would be the uh, the Kawenga pass? <laughs> um there's a uh right right where uh Barham, Barum in like the 101 or whatever, he put up this piece that would have to be at least uh 10 feet in diameter, I would say.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And it was his, you know, normal um, you know. Uh, was it a Gerber baby uh,
3: yeah this uh, is (laughs) this is actually like a take on him when he was a baby it's like a cartoon version of himself when he was a baby
1: (laughs) okay and then not far from that was um, yeah it was one of those it was a uh like a um I guess it'd be a photo basically like a blown up photo um and it was Looked like a uh, a teenager, maybe, mm, or okay. or maybe a twenty year old or something like that. So I don't know if that was maybe him nowadays, or maybe an older version of him. Now mm. that you're saying that, that's a, a it was a younger version of like the the baby yeah. version of him or whatever. Um, that that would make sense, you know, because it wasn't mm-hmm. far from this massive, you know, ten foot paster. I mean, it was. Yeah. <laughs> you're driving along. You look over. It's like,
2: whoa, <laughs>
1: damn, dude. Yeah dude hung out for a minute you know what i mean you don't just go and put something like that up you got to be like and put like a big old field of paste down and then you got to get that other i mean
3: yeah yeah impressive <laughs> i mean that had
1: to be a paster there was no way that that that, that was like a big stencil or whatever because right. that was that was massive and that would have, would have stenciled that it also had color around the edges and everything so yeah. um yeah very
0: cool I lo- yeah. So I learned he was like a carpenter as well or something like that. And now he's like yeah. doing putting stuff in the streets, you, you know what I mean? So I thought that's really awesome, man. I think, yeah. you know, I love people who are kind of like uh, in the uh, community of street art. And whenever like somebody has some- a show like yours, we want to definitely promote it and try to get our audience to like listen as well, too, you know. So, I mean, tell us a little bit about I mean, you got it started during covid and mm-hmm. um you know like i said the first episode was an la artist uh, obviously so how did you guys link up is it just through instagram or
3: well actually so i have two podcasts um there's street art collector and street art unearthed so street oh. art collector has nikki nailed it as the first mm-hmm. um and street art unearthed was actually also a u.s artist aloyus mcelwain out of uh, philadelphia and yeah. I mean, actually he kind of like sparked it. I had been thinking about doing a podcast and he sort of just dropped me a message. We had been in touch and he was like, yeah, if you ever do a podcast or anything, let me know. So I was like, okay, shit, I better do it then. And so that kind of got the ball rolling. Yeah. And then the latest one, actually, it's only launched late last year. Um, and this one is actually street art oh. collector is in collaboration with an NFT platform, a street art specific NFT platform that's coming on the market in a couple months uh, called Totemo. So, Totemo.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully by up, then the the market will be uh, you know leveled out again because man the
3: NFTs.
1: Yeah. Oh God, with crypto and yeah, crypto and NFTs right now are kind of what would they say volatile.
3: Yeah yeah but I think it's a good period because it's like I mean
1: every every time you have something like that it has to go through its ups and downs and you know.
3: Yeah yeah Yeah, but But it makes artists more realistic i like I think that the days are gone where you just put something up and you get like a few you know ten thousand dollars for it or whatever you're kind of like actually thinking about okay this may or may not get that much if it's a hundred or like a couple hundred this is still a learning experience so people are a little bit more humble going into it now which i think is good and then they can perfect (laughs) their skills and then hopefully the value builds uh, from there Well,
1: i do believe in them um one of the reasons is because you know uh with climate change and everything and all the natural disasters that happen you know, if your your house or your home or whatever where you have all your artwork with your original pieces on the wall and everything gets destroyed, mm. then you know, what do you have? you yeah, don't have yeah. anything that's left. But point. if you have NFTs, you know, you can download and print out and do whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um that's that's one of the ways that I that I um you know that I that I do have an appreciation for it, and I just think that eventually it'll it'll work its way out and um, will level out and everything. Um, yeah. But I got to tell you, you know, I, I haven't done one yet. Um, <laughs> you know, just because I'm old, I'm 53 years old, and um, <laughs> when, the, <laughs> when the internet came out, I was like, <laughs> "This isn't gonna last." Already, already dismissed uh, it. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. the hell is this? You gotta get on a computer and push it in the way from what's
2: this
1: shit? No one's gonna fuck with this man. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody is, that. Keith. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, I yeah. thought the internet yeah. was gonna be a fad, you know. We always say that on this show, you know. He's always like, Yeah, the internet that'll be a fad, right? <laughs> <You know>?
1: so- <laughs> I'm old enough to say that, you know what I mean? Like you guys and probably you, Stephanie, are you know. The internet's probably always been around since you've been alive,
3: right? Uh, not quite. I'm 33. Like I'm not oh, implying that what? this is old, but yeah, not quite. Jeez, I do you remember look, when you, it came out.
1: You look like you could be about 20 to 25 or something like that. <laughs> No, Must use a great moisturizer or you got a good screen <laughs> when you're, you're doing some kind of thing. I actually don't.
3: Like I would say that coconut oil and just washing your face is the best way to go. <laughs>
0: Was it, wasn't there a reason And staying like- out of the sun on the news like ashton kutcher and uh what's his what's his wife's name like they don't wash their face at all and that's like kind of like their secret mm-hmm. have, have you heard that recently no anyways i'm just saying
3: I'm no hearing, no i'm hearing conflicting... don't tend to follow the <laughs> but I mean, it, it makes sense yeah. because it's yeah you're just like i don't know i could get into a whole uh <laughs> a whole thing about the cycle of this but yeah yeah, I so don't I think, think have- you need all of the the products and stuff, but I do <laughs> use sunscreen. So I think that that's probably, yeah, one of them. In Australia, we're terrified of the sun.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I learned when I was a kid, I learned that Australia had a hole in the ozone layer, like right above Australia, and everybody there was fucked. Like,
3: basically.
1: You know I mean? And now you like, were fucked for life. Now, now it's but like. You seem okay. I don't Skin know. Skin
3: cancer is real here. Like, yeah i i don't know what the statistics are but it's it's very high that people will end up with skin cancer. It's totally normal that but- you we all get like uh mole checks you should do it once a year <laughs> um uh, i was pointing this out to my boyfriend the other day he's not from australia and he's like what is that <laughs> like mole yep. checks should go and get that done and he's like oh that seems kind of weird how do they do it like are you naked or whatever i'm like oh you have you know like a cloth for modesty and stuff it's like no i'm not doing that and yeah i'm like you have to <laughs> what if you die <laughs> where's Very your boyfriend serious, from yeah. he's from syria um but we he was in sweden and we we met in Greece. it's like a whole weird sort of thing
0: international love story
3: Interesting. yeah 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 so, so, so he's the so um, Syrian.
0: it seems like you travel to europe quite a bit you know what are some of your uh uh favorite places in europe because uh, uh you know we go quite a bit for for street art and stuff like that yeah and, um You know, because I think Europe definitely, you know, aside from the US, like, it's a huge place. There's so many different street artists that we haven't, Mm. you know, talked to, and we definitely want to explore a lot. But was there any country that sticks out to you, um, you know, in your mind?
3: For street art, I mean, (laughs) Athens. You have to go to Athens. It's like, they don't don't have uh, any kind of policy where they wash the walls. So it's just covered and like people oh kind of respect it and yeah like everyone just sort of knows like you need, you don't paint monuments and stuff you're sort of respectful but like every wall is up for grabs so yeah it's like a there's actually a space issue there that kind of upsets people a little bit I was talking to an artist uh, RTM1 he's like he's a Greek artist, but he's also kind of a character, graffiti, historian uh, type guy. And yeah, he was saying that a lot of people kind of wish that the government would buff the walls because there's just no space. <laughs> you have to like try to go and out of way out of town these days to find a wall that has a little Virgin bit of Virgin
1: space. spaces, as they call them. Mm-hmm. Virgin yeah, spots.
3: exactly. So Athens for sure. It's just, Yeah. I don't know, the culture of graffiti and street art there is just incredible, particularly actually the culture of graffiti because one thing that I love is that cities are embracing street art. Obviously, it's becoming more and more popular. You have people that are getting commissions and stuff, but usually that is at the sacrifice of graffiti. Like you even have, you know, anti-graffiti campaigns that employ street artists to go and paint over graffiti work which of course just pisses everyone off <laughs> but yeah athens is like a very cool city for respecting the graffiti equally as much as the oh, as yeah. the murals you
1: know, yeah. you know what do you, you know what Though i think that sometimes that helps keep it alive though you know when when, when stuff gets buffed you know totally totally it's it yeah. an opportunity for something new to come up You know, yeah
3: yeah yeah i agree yeah but not like Unless I'm the artist, it's getting buffed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what exactly. the
3: fuck are you doing buffing my shit, man? Yeah. <laughs> you know what, speaking of which, um, Stephanie, are you an artist yourself? No, no, I'm not. I'm just a, a humble fan. I'm a copywriter by profession.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. So what, when you're growing up, I mean uh did you do any like creative kind of stuff like did you do any music or or anything like that or were you just kind of like a a book nerd
3: Mm, (laughs) no not at all um (laughs) yeah because if you don't make
1: music you're a book nerd (laughs) exactly
3: (laughs) yeah neither of those things I was uh I was pretty like loose actually as a teenager I was kind of uh, like angsty and yeah just I don't know. I was more interested in like getting high or <laughs> wagging school so that I could work for some for some wagging,
1: reason. Wagging wagging school. That means skipping school, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Wagging so school. Like, wag
1: school. That's hilarious.
3: Yeah. Did you, did
1: you ever you ever play any sports at all?
3: Um, no, not really. I uh I have anxiety and I I think like team sports just used to terrify oh the shit out That's of me. Of
1: course, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. the worst yeah yeah absolutely so i never really like, got okay into especially it. like baseball yeah. um yeah like my son i has have a,
3: memories of like t-ball do you know what t-ball is oh yeah, yeah like yeah. a lame version of baseball <laughs> Yes. a <Yeah. laughs> handicapped version perhaps but it's for like you know young kids that are getting mm-hmm. used to but yeah it's a big the, banner
1: version yes a exactly nice way of it. yeah but you did you did play a little bit of t-ball then
3: yeah, yeah, but I have a, like really sort of, for some reason, there's, this just sticks in my mind as being the most panic inducing experience of my younger years. Yeah. <laughs> well, know so, Baseball.
1: I, uh... <laughs> that's, Sorry, that's one of go. those things where you're, you know, you got, when you come up to bat, you could mm. not be, other than the pitcher, you know, the pitcher and the batter. Mm-hmm. You know, any other position sucks.
2: <laughs> you know,
1: really, it does. Yeah. And when know, you're I up know. at bat, there's no to be more the <laughs> performance anxiety ridden yeah. spot than being up at bat, because yeah. everybody is looking at you, mm-hmm. okay? When you're the pitcher, not everybody's looking at you all that. They may look at you, you know, at some point, but everybody is focused on that batter, man, you know, and if you strike out, everyone is just like, oh,
3: exactly. You know? <laughs> Well, yeah. Worse of Awful. Sport?
1: Awful. Or, and my son has a sensory processing disorder. I have twins. I have a, a boy and a girl. I don't recommend it. I don't recommend twins. I'm a twin. And if you're gonna, well, is it a yeah, evil a, twin or are you? The, you have a sister or a twin? brother?
3: I have a sister. We're fraternal. Um, I would probably have been the evil one. Uh, yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, that's the way to do it. Two girls, beautiful. <laughs> so easy to raise a girl. My daughter, you know, piece of cake. Um. <laughs> But uh, to have a, a son and a daughter, mm. that I, w- I would highly not recommend that. Um, Are they friendly? But, uh, like to oh, nah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. My My daughter is very manipulative, so she's oh. always, they're always like making deals, you know, and she's always kind of taking advantage of them a little bit. And my son, <laughs> my son has there a go. little bit of sensory processing disorder. He doesn't okay. have it to a high degree level like an autistic kid or something like that. But, you know, for him, you know, he has a lot of anxieties and stuff. So
2: mm.
1: just going back to baseball for a second, that's actually why I brought it up. You know, the poor kid. Um, yeah. He, you know, when he was younger, he was actually really good at, at baseball because, you know, the ball sitting on the tee, just whack it. And, you know, I mm-hmm. was pitching the ball to him. So when the ball was like thrown to him and they're trying to, you know, get him to hit it, he could hit the ball. Yeah. You know? But then you get to that league where, you know, they're trying to strike you out. And he just was not as good, you know. Yeah. And that's when it becomes more anxiety ridden, you know, because then it feels like everybody is against you, you know. Mm -hmm. Before that, you had your own coach, you know, just throwing throwing darts to you, you know. You're (laughs) like, yeah, you know, here I go. Oh, I struck out, that's okay. You know, the coach's like, that's all right, but you know. I don't know. They always put me
0: in the outfield and then like uh, I was just not paying attention. I was like picking clovers, man. Like, you know, I, mean? I, I, I was that kid, man. Like, yeah.
1: I'm dude, I don't blame you. There. The outfield is the worst.
2: <laughs>
0: you know what, Stephanie? I, I was I, I feel like you were a slacker in school. Like, just, I I, I never went to school either. You know, I skipped school. I, for me, I was like, I'm going to skip school and go to my friend's house. This is my their parents records. That was like w- yeah. when, I, when I was a kid, you know, so. Uh, I, I feel you. I, okay, I, I should have assumed nice. that if you're not a music or an art person, you're person <laughs> you know, there's also athletes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, what type of what type of music? That's just also like? lazy people. Yeah, Me.
1: we also do. Yeah, we talk about music on the show. also. Uh, because um, James is a uh, is a music producer. Um, nice, and, nice. Uh, oh, what uh, style? Yeah. Uh,
0: I make house, uh, nice. like tech house, uh, for you know <laughs> music. Basically, Beautiful. I mean. I, uh, you know, DJ lots of different genres, but we always want to know when pe- what you listened to when you were growing up. You said you were really angsty, and I would love to know mm-hmm. what a Australian angsty teenager was listening to, like, gr- growing up, you-, you know what I mean? Because, you know, we're similar age, kind of.
3: So. yeah yeah it was uh like mostly metal and uh screamo <laughs> you know screamo god that's yeah, like god, right <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> yeah of
0: course okay so like are, are you it. talking like black flag kind of stuff like punk or was it like okay you're talking about metal so like metallica maybe. yeah yeah okay yeah I see. like it's corn like...
3: disturbed this kind of stuff yeah yeah <laughs> i love it i love that
0: corn <laughs> traveled all the way to Australia <laughs> because it's like corn is like kind of like a California uh, oh really yeah, I think well, let, me, let me see what the band corn is from actually but like I said I to me it's just always funny when because I feel like Australians they get they get things a little bit early too yeah they're from Bakersfield mm. California man that is okay, like okay. the armpit of California you, you know <laughs> what I mean? so it's just like I love it that a band from Bakersfield you know there's people in Melbourne like yeah. going through angst and listen to it I love it <laughs> Honestly, I yeah. was I was more of that era.
1: I was. Dude, you're like, gonna have some angry Bakerfield people like <laughs> emailing you. You'd be like, "You gotta hate on Bakersfield.
3: Hey, We, we, we definitely. <laughs> even do my have- boyfriend from Syria was into this as well. So Indeed. corn even made it to Syria.
0: What about like Biscuit? I mean, oh. it was, it was yeah, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love it, man. <laughs> I feel like Biscuit, If you didn't live through it, like I was just like, it was just everywhere, man. You know, and Fred yeah. Durst and all those. Like kids, they all wanted to wear red hats because of red dirt backwards. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it was just a style, you know. So uh, I was more of like a Lincoln Park guy at the time. There was like yeah. a couple Asian guys inside the band. So like yeah. I was like, oh dude. And that's actually what inspired me to become a DJ, actually, because oh, nice. a DJ in Lincoln Park. And I was just wondering, uh-huh. I was like, dude, what does this guy do, man? Like he just says, the, with, with the records, you know, I mean, you're, you're a kid. You don't know what the hell's going on, you know, but <laughs> it actually made me kind of just like explore that world because I saw like representation. Uh, mm-hmm. But before that, like I had never seen an Asian person except for maybe uh, James Eha in uh, Smashing Pumpkins, basically. Okay. That, they're, they're, that was the only other Asian person I ever saw in music, man. So uh, but <laughs>
3: that's cool. So nice. Thanks to the guy out of Lincoln Park, whose name I don't know. <laughs> johan
0: and mike shinoda who who are actually artists themselves i hope to get them on the show one day you know i mean that'd be that'd be awesome man but um
2: yeah
0: but hey uh you know what teach you want to go through what you were listening to as a kid since we we talked about (laughs) it i feel like i don't want to leave you out you you know what i mean (laughs) um
1: well let's see
0: actually early on um, Anxiety teenager, what was the uh, Angsty teenager, oh no, wait, was,
1: where before, are you? Before Anxiety I reached that show? point, before I reached that point, <laughs> dude, I was into Elvis. Oh, okay, I mean?
3: uh,
0: damn, when'd you uh, grow up?
3: James and I are silent for a moment, like, when Elvis
1: was still alive, okay, oh, like he's I was still alive, like, <laughs> yeah, right? Somewhere on some other planet or whatever, okay, right? so some bunker. It-
0: was it like Fat Elvis, or was it like, y- y- you know, like, uh, you know, Jailhouse uh, ch- Rock Second? Chubby, Elvis.
1: Chubby, Elvis. Was a little oh, okay. bit chubby, you know what I okay. mean? Um, by the, by the time I realized, but you know, I was like watching his horrible movies that he made, you know, he, I couldn't act, but it's like, yeah, there's Elvis, you know. And after you're <laughs> watching the show, you're like, yeah, this sucks, but there's always <laughs> gonna sing again, cool man. I love it when he sings, <laughs> stick Just- to that. <laughs>
0: You're seriously, dating yourself, teach right now, man. But <laughs> <laughs> just...
1: no, but okay, angsty well, teenager, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 but um, teenager, teenager, it was, it was uh, ACDC mm-hmm. and uh, Van Halen, um,
3: mm-hmm. you
1: know, ACDC, Van Halen, um, let's see, uh. Thirty-eight special, Molly Hatchet. Okay, these um, are respectable bands. These are, mm. these,
0: are these are respectable yeah, yeah. bands. I, I definitely got to say, like you AC know, I mean? is oh, yes,
3: Australian,
0: yes, that's the uh, the group, the group, yes, nine hundred one two one. Oh yes, yes, the band, yes, Roundabout, yes, it, it, exactly. definitely, I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, these, you know, um, you grew up in a good time in music, teach you know, mm, yeah. Mm. I feel like see, that's uh, that
1: was about it. Those oh and then and uh, Bob Marley,
0: Bob Marley.
3: Oh, beautiful. Mm. Nice.
0: I didn't get into Bob Marley until I started smoking weed, man. Like I that was the same thing. It's like I didn't get well, into I, I was smoking weed by the time I was 14. So
3: mm. yeah,
0: same. Yeah? yeah, you guys are bad, man. I didn't I smoke <laughs> weed. weed like last because I felt like weed was for dummies. Actually, like I told oh. you know, all the hard drugs before I did <laughs> weed, actually. And, you know, same thing. It's like I did. How ex- old were you when you smoked weed, dude? I was like 21 man <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, have, i've done everything else i yeah, may as well
0: <laughs> i really i really felt like you know weed was for like dumb losers man because mm-hmm. all the people smoking yeah, me weed too. were just acting like kind of like really <laughs> dumb i was like well I, I, i'm like First
3: stoner stigma
0: yeah you know and now i'm like the, i rep stoners like totally you know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> the, I'm the productive stoner that handles shit that you know it's like You know, tell me, tell me why it's bad for me. Tell me, you know, (laughs) one one of those people. But no, for me, it's like smoking weed definitely helped me get into reggae and like you know, doing ecstasy and stuff like that definitely helped me get into electronic dance music. Mm -hmm. I was a total like rock and rap guy, and then uh, you know, I hated that kind of music. But like I said, maybe it's it makes you become a little bit more empathetic. So like uh, you know, maybe me being a little bit more empathetic opened my uh, you know eyes to that kind of music too. So. Anyways, I I I think it's cool that you're a teenager that uh you know <laughs> you're trying to get high and now you're a copywriter like a, a professional person yeah. you know what I mean so you do make it out man like you know yeah
3: yeah it's been a weird what do journey. What your parents do? <laughs> um, my dad is a psych nurse and my mom is in accounting. Yeah, but I like. Yeah, we sort of we grew up in a small uh, town, I I won't say where everyone from Australia will be like, that's not very small, but it feels very small. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like, I mean, Australia is massive. So if you're rural, you're so far from everything, you may Mm -hmm. as well live in a tiny village. And Like no one in my family went to university, like a lot of my family didn't finish high school, so there was not a lot of kind of career ambition going on. I didn't finish high school either, I dropped out, I was like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna smoke weed, I'll become a hairdresser, and then I just got like really lucky, I think, I kind of got into... um business development in like b2b and then i got promoted and went into a new company promoted went into a new company and i like did really well in the corporate sector for like a decade before i was like yeah this sucks i'm gonna be a writer <laughs> Dude, that's awesome
0: i kind of have a <laughs> similar corporate story i was at i mean i went to university and everything like that i was actually yeah. a pharmaceutical rep actually i sold like, really yeah i sold like you know like loving other drugs drug dealer you know, dealer. With, you, know Another, yeah. you know i yeah, sold like yeah. a <laughs> high blood pressure medication, or you know, very it okay. Wasn't evil not a drug, bad one. But, yeah, not a bad yeah. one or anything like that. But I still couldn't, I couldn't live with that. Actually, you mm. know, um, just doing mm-hmm. being a part of that evil industry, to be honest, it's like they don't care yeah. about people, man. They care about sales and they care about money. You know, they'll just lay off yeah. people like, you know, hundreds at a time, man. It's crazy. But um, mm-hmm. you know,
1: I, I wait, dislike- wait, wait a second. What what kind of stuff do you do as a copywriter? What what kind of writing is that?
3: Uh, I write predominantly like website copy and articles it used to be more articles but since COVID everyone's doing their (laughs) websites but I write actually mostly in um, digital marketing and technology Mm. I specialize in this because when I was in the corporate sector I was in digital and tech so I kind of have this unique niche uh, in that space
0: so if somebody wants like written content for their website they go to you basically
3: yeah. Yeah. Dude, but I mostly dude. work through, uh, agencies because it sucks to work with businesses <laughs> directly. <laughs> yeah, you're
1: calling and everything.
3: No, no, it's more, um, like no one knows what they want. Right. Like if you, even if you guys were to set up your website, you're, you probably don't know what you want until you see something. And then you're like, no, nah, maybe let's change this and do this. Uh. The agency is like the buffer. So they deal with all of that bullshit and then I get a brief and I know what to deliver. So Mm -hmm. it's, uh, nice, yeah, I don't have to deal with the the back and forward part as much. It's great.
0: (laughs) So this, this venture of this uh, NFT platform and these podcasts, basically this is kind of like your own, your own, uh, your own venture in a sense, right?
3: Yeah. Well, Totemo is not mine. Uh, Totemo is uh, out of a, It's a company out of uh, Tokyo, actually. And they got in contact with me because of uh, Street Art Unearthed. And they were like, yeah, we're launching this platform. And of course, to get people into the platform, people need to get (laughs) be educated about what street artists are doing with the NFT space. So, yeah, that's kind of where I come in. We produce the podcast, which is basically just the same as uh, Street Art Unearthed, just talking shit to artists and learning what they're doing and um how they're kind of integrating uh nfts with their street art practice and then that helps to educate everyone and yeah so it's a very fun venture it's nice
0: that's super cool man i mean at the the end day i started a um blog i guess actually when i was a pharmaceutical rep because this was the time that banksy was going around melrose and i was Mm. just like holy i was walking around with the doctors' drugs in my bags, and then I would just be <laughs> delivering these drugs, and I'm like, "Holy shit! Is anybody taking pictures of this art?" You know what yeah. I mean? So like, that's kind of when I was started- anyone at that time. I mean, so I started a blog called LA Street Art Gallery, actually. Yeah. And uh, ten years later, here we are. We're still, you know, doing the podcast, and then we have our own line of paint as well, to spray paint as well, too. There oh, so- was another guy cool.
1: that was uh, that was doing it. <clears throat> His name is Greg Linton, mm-hmm. and um. He was running a, uh, a website. It was called Merrill's and Fairfax blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, uh, he was really good with marketing and with tagging. And so he was able to generate a lot of traffic. And then at one point, he was like the number one street art website. Um, and unfortunately, Until you him. It, uh, what's that?
3: Until you overtook him. <laughs> <laughs> no no this guy no. Quit.
1: And then he, he overtook himself basically what happened is and I mean that in the best way possible. Um, he just got kind of I think burnt out mm. and um, he never never took a break from doing it and mm. um, he just he, he it became kind of like a, a little bit of a poison because he had this one of the cool things about it though was he would put an article up and all the comments, where you could put a, a, a comment on anonymously.
0: This is before Instagram, yeah. Now, this is
1: before Instagram. Yeah. So that's sound, you know. Okay, what anonymous comments, whatever. Well, that means that anyone can get on there and rip the shit out of, you know, whoever has put this piece up, and you don't know who the hell it is.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This. And for a
1: while, I always, I got a little bit butt hurt from this shit, and I was just like, oh, damn it. But then, you know, the ego kicked back for a second. You know, and the soul stepped up and was like, dude, learn, Mm. learn from this, you know, take from this. And actually, you know, there's a couple of times where I got, you know, a comment that was, I was just like, oh, you son of a bitch. But then I was like, oh, but wait a second, you Mm. know,
3: how about I do this?
1: And it actually inspired an idea.
3: Yeah. So I had a fight like this on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) Facebook arguments are the worst.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was constructive, as you were saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was. And but then he um he just uh got to where he was doing articles and just ridiculous stuff, you know.
3: Oh and and,
1: and then um uh... because of the
3: comments or
0: no, I think he was basically he would really define, like, who is a street artist and who's not on that blog. Uh, and he would say, like, yeah, this person's one this, of the it, problems. And it became kind of like a negative breeding ground for some people. Like mm-hmm. I said, the anonymous comments, he would so. call
1: guys sellouts who would actually have, you know, art shows and sell their stuff. Mm. He would call them sellouts, you know, because, oh, you just did it to so you could sell your artwork, you know, and it's like. Yeah, an artist is one of the toughest careers that there is. You mm-hmm. don't get mm-hmm. to retire from this shit. Mm. Artists don't retire.
2: Mm-hmm. You retire
1: when you die, okay? Yeah. And most of us never make much money or hardly anything at all until we're dead, mm-hmm. you know? So fuck yeah. off, dude. You know, take That's it easy it. on these guys. And then eventually yeah. he just got burnt out, and I think he was smoking a little bit too much weed and wax. Mm. And then he just finally shut it down. It's actually still up uh yeah. james did you pull it up
0: yeah i pull it up right here but um, i'm just saying it's like an old school website but as you can yeah, see yeah. like down here um down here oh, like yeah. the, the links there's la street art gallery which is which is our website too you know and he actually said mm-hmm. to me he's like you know what i'm gonna stop doing this uh, street art so i would say that he passed the torch to me kind of like you know what i mean mm-hmm. i was like all right we'll yeah. go ahead and keep it going man and you know so far yeah. We basically just like, uh, you know, we've been just trying to support the artists at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's just trying to like get their, uh, you know, message out or whatever. And then having a platform doing this podcast for like, this is our fifth year doing it. Um, Yeah, you
3: guys are on fire. It's crazy the number of podcasts you've done.
0: Yeah. And it's it's so it's our therapy,
1: too. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) It is It is for me because it's it's kind of like a neuroplasticity. Type of a uh, return from it I don't know if you know what neuroplasticity is but you know yeah. when you do something for somebody and you just don't expect anything in return,
2: mm-hmm. you can actually
1: heal yourself of physical ailments from that mm-hmm. if you do it the right way with the right type of awareness. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's, you know, I could I could have been actually told, uh, you know James earlier I, I got my second booster shot yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'm a little bit tired right now I'm feeling like shit we're in the middle of moving. Um, you know, uh, had, uh, our, one of our cats is, uh, was dying from COVID 100%, oh you gosh. know, death sentence from this, uh, canine COVID or whatever, Shit. feline, feline COVID.
2: Yeah. But we found
1: a group on Facebook that has like this amazing cure that we were able to get and they were hooked us up with someone in West Hollywood and, and we got it and we're happy. The hardest thing is that you have to give it by shot. Oh. and in like in the back near the butt or whatever and try holding i mean first yeah. couple of times i gave the cat the shot he was just so out of it he came within days of dying within mm-hmm. a couple of days of dying COVID cat. Start, the first right? couple of times i was holding this cat down it was easy but now he's he's actually gotten better mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i'm you know <laughs> trying to hold the cat down and you know he was around <laughs> and my wife's trying to give him the shot you know and we're like getting kind of like yeah. i'm like I'm trying to hold That's the cat be, still, really. you know? And now the cat, it's been 25 days. We mm-hmm. have, hopefully his blood is good enough to where we can start giving him pills. Mm-hmm. Like in, a, in, a, in, like, we find out the test results. He had them this morning. We find out the test results in about four or five days. And then it takes like three or four days to get the pills. And then um, hopefully we can start giving him pills because he's mm-hmm. he's, you know, obviously gotten wise to it, you know, and now he's mm-hmm. like running off, hiding and shit and so is just oh my god so that's going on exhausting. too
3: like really you know, getting arguments with the
1: wife my son's got covid now as of monday uh, sure. he's home from school i was just telling james my my daughter tried to fake that she had covid today my wife <laughs> had to go pick
2: her up uh, classic and so, you know the last thing i
1: want to do sometimes the last thing i want to do is you know do a fucking podcast but mm-hmm. as soon as i get on here Mm-hmm. And I see old James over there. We start talking, it's is you know, it just all goes away. Yeah. And it allows me to, to go somewhere where none of that you know exists.
2: hmm
1: It's a good thing.
0: Yeah, and you know really yeah, I think it's like, you know, just want to thank the audience at this time for always hanging out with us every week too, you know, like allowing us to hang out with you in your car or wherever you're doing right now too. So I mean, <laughs> here's another podcast we wanted to introduce to you guys. Uh, two podcasts actually street art unearthed and the street art collector that you know if you like kind of like what we're doing maybe you know you want to check out stephanie's podcast as well too and you know it, it's been awesome hanging out with you today so i mean can you tell Thank us you a so little much. bit about like where we can find it if uh for the listeners
3: yeah um the easiest way to probably find it is to go to splatters art on instagram s-p-l-a-t-r-s-a-r-t Um, and then from there just go to the link in my bio and you'll have uh, both podcasts and a range of other stuff we're doing
0: yeah and i also just did a real quick search on instagram if you want to search street art unearthed or the street art collector you can find both them really really easy on spotify as well too so um, you know there's like 54 episodes uh, of street art unearthed there for you guys to listen to man and it's on the same subject matter so uh, you know we want to promote anybody that's uh, in this whole world of street art too, so thank mm-hmm. you so much, Stephanie, for hanging out with us today too.
3: Thank uh, you Beth. very much, guys. I appreciate it.
1: We hope to have a Fosters and maybe smoking with you uh, someday <laughs> soon. Here, they should be opening will... this stuff back up soon, and you know, yeah. you can actually travel again easily. Yes.
3: we'll find some better beer, but for sure, I'll be up
1: for that. I would love it. <laughs> but isn't Fosters Australian for beer?
3: Yeah, but we don't drink it. We export that.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> know. Learned something new today, dude. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for hanging out with us. Right, so we we'll you soon. It was really
3: nice. I appreciate yeah. it.
0: Take care. Bye. Bye. at LA Street Art. Gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers and
2: also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.